görüşürüz. Welcome back to the from Nobody Cares About Dad this week, as ever, joined by Martin. Mine, how you doing? All good, mate. All good. Yeah. So, knackered. Knackered. So, where's we record this? It's Sunday night. I've a, I, I was going to say I've played football today, but I've played the football appallingly badly today. Um, We're talking about you or Man United? Both. Like, equally as bad. Actually, if you can believe this, I was probably worse than Man United yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, that, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for another. Save that for another night. Yeah, I'm putting it down to having COVID for a couple of weeks, and we'll have. I'm not playing, so that's my excuse, and I am sticking with it. Yeah, well, I, mean, I played really well at football today. Did you play? Do you play? Anyway, so the weather's been nice. <laughs> well, if you are watching on YouTube, please do hit that like and subscribe button. Um, and also, this pod- podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. So for 20% off freshness for your balls, use our code NCAD20. All about those fresh balls. <laughs> yeah. pinging in the box today. What's that? Which you weren't pinging in the box today. No fresh balls for you today, pinging in the box. No, unfortunately not. Well, look, tonight we are changing up a little bit, actually. So tonight we're doing a podcast on being gay in today's society. Now, despite major changes in laws and norms surrounding the issue of same-sex marriage and the rights of LGBT people around the world, public opinion on the acceptance of homosexuality in society remains sharply divided by country and largely by age with the younger the younger people in society being more open and accepting compared to middle-aged folk like me and you martin and older folk Uh, so today's podcast we discuss what it's like to be gay in today's world is it getting better is it any worse Um, or is it largely the same now martin let me just say that i am really pleased that you chose this podcast to come out as gay on. There there are a lot of gentlemen in the room right now. They're getting very excited. But I'm not, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Um, we, we have made the choice to bring on a guest. Mm. Yeah, so rather than two, um, what are we, cis males? No, no, that's, uh, well, heterosexual. Yeah, all, all cis males. If we're talking in the transgender world, yeah. So rather than having two um, blokes, straight blokes, preach to you about what it's like, I thought we'd bring somebody on. So today, making her podcast debut, drum roll, any, please. Any podcast, I'm told, is my my little sister Hannah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Yeah. How are you both? Good, good. Oh, we uh, 
Fresh as a daisy, not ill, no cold, no nothing. What about you two? Uh, <laughs> I'm sniffling a lot today, put it that way. <laughs> sniffling yeah. a lot. No. Well, look, appreciate you coming on, Hannah. And like I say, it's the first time uh, coming on this podcast um, and coming on any podcast I think you mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually, I, I think you you probably have a really interesting perspective on this because you obviously are gay now, mm-hmm. but you weren't always. Yeah. So quite interested to hear your opinion on being in both... Oh, I want to say camps, which is you know, being, being yeah. both, mm-hmm. both camps. Start what? with new story about you being about the God. transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like this is the first time we've met. Yeah. So obviously, Mar- Marco or Mark, whichever way you want to call it, <laughs> has got a, an understanding of your of your life. Um, yeah. So yeah, you want to tell us about it? I, to be honest, my story is quite unique. So we like unique on this channel. Yeah, I think it's pretty unique. So. I think I went up until uni when I was about 21. I've always been with guys. I was in a really long-term relationship with a guy for about four and a half years. Pretty serious. Um, stop. You liked him. If you're watching this, he definitely. You. This is the Asian dude. No. Oh. No. I've only been for six months. Oh, that was one. It? Yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. But anyway. Guys mixed up. Who was this one? What's he called? Gabriel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I like Gabriel. Right, yeah. see, told you. We were trapped in the wankers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was with Gabriel for a while, and then we broke up just as we finished uni. Um, and I was with guys on and off, but then I started a football team, which it tends to be the typical story these days i joined the girls football team um and i met chloe my now partner and to be honest we didn't really speak that much when we first met each other she was really quiet i thought she was straight at first because you by looking at it you wouldn't think that she was like your typical lesbian um and then we went on a couple of nights out and then we got to know each other a little bit more and then it was a really weird two to three months where i was in my own head like really confused like what does this mean I couldn't tell anyone because I felt like I was really unsure about taking it long term neither of us thought that it was going to be a longer term thing um just having a bit of fun but then it got to a point after like six months and we thought oh god this actually means something I don't know if you remember Marco but I actually called you I was in River Island shopping doing Christmas shopping and I called you and I told you I couldn't even tell you in person because I was mortified. Honestly, I was absolutely mortified. And I just remember telling you over the phone. And you were like, really? You, you seemed dead shocked. Um, I don't remember it like that. Yeah. No. What do you remember? I remember it was like, going, yeah, we always knew. What? Rob, what? Was it you or Rob that had that reaction then? One of you was like, what the hell? This is just a phase. It must no, have been Rob. Definitely wasn't me. Was it not you? No, I, I remember. <laughs> I because like so for context, anyone listening to this, um, so what I have with my through my mum, I have two sisters and a brother. Yeah, Rachel is a lesbian. Yeah. Robert is gay. But growing up, if you'd have said anyone <laughs> would have been a lesbian, it would have been me. Only uh, because I was a proper tomboy though. Like I, I love football. I'm the hair yeah. slicked back all the time. Footballer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've met Rob. I know Rob. And now met you, and I would have thought it would have been Marco. I mean, <laughs> people say this now. 
<laughs> but um, <clears throat> yes, I remember calling you about it. Mm. I didn't tell Rachel. Why were you, you saying you were nervous about telling like your family? I, I don't know. I don't think I wanted to believe it at first. Oddly enough, I just I didn't I didn't accept it myself. Um, well, I think as well, Martin. Like again, for, for more context, I I wasn't really that accepting of it. You weren't that keen with no. Rachel Rob, to be fair no. at first. No, so um, which is probably why I called you rather than told you face to face. So we we grew up Catholic Catholic family. Mum was mum was Catholic. We went to church when we were younger. Yeah. Um, and I, I think now our our mum got ill when you guys were growing yeah. adolescents, right? Is that the right word? Term adolescence, teenagers. Yeah. 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 Um, so I I don't think she really saw saw what happened no. with, with all of you, um, but I think there was always a. I think there was always a concern, not a concern, but I think that she wouldn't accept it. Yeah. Definitely. I never told my mum. I used to visit her constantly every weekend at a nursing home and I never ever told her until obviously the, when she passed, I then told her. It was a really weird experience to be fair. Like, I guess this sort of comes back to what I was saying at the start where I said you know, it's, it's uh, divided by country but also age mm. because you know, it was you know a lot of older people. It's, it's the same with race, right? A lot of older people are yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was just a, 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 not making an excuse for her, but that was a generational thing from her um, to be like. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I get that. My, um, my 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 brother, so my my younger brother's gay. He lives with his partner. Um, if in all of our family, I've got a younger sister. And a younger brother, and throughout all of our growing up, I was the one that was always going to be gay. <laughs> like family, friend, they were all like Martin, you know. Um, but my brother not, and and my dad um, was was old school army. His his thought process used to be in the army, gays shouldn't be in the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I remember having a conversation with him once about it. And I was like, why? And he was like, if you're on the front line and you've got Brad and Steve or a couple and Brad gets shot, I want Steve to be focusing on shooting back, not focusing on Brad. Right. Being- Hannah, do you, remember, do you remember Chris Rock when he talked about gays in the military? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, let him do it, because I ain't fighting. He says, says, you know, there's a big thing about um, homosexuals in the military. He says, but if they want to fight, let them fight. fight. Because I ain't ain't fighting. fighting. (laughs) I don't give a a shit if I saw a Russian tank rolling down Flatbush Avenue. I ain't shooting nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the faggot with two legs. My dad, my dad had to change uh, very quickly, right? Um, and and you know, thankfully, became very receptive. And you know, my uh, my brother's partner Andrew is part of the family now. Obviously, my dad passed away, but um, it, it was it was interesting to see an older generation mm. have that opinion for such a long time and then change. And it was nice to see because you know, there are people out there that will that wouldn't change, yeah, 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 yeah. Ostrac- ostracize there. And I, and I think I'm I'm also like that. 
I, I, my opinion changed over the years. I was, I was very much in the same camp as my mom. Like, you know, you know, I was like, you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and mm. and um, that's it's not the way it should be. Um, so I like, I, I've written a blog about it recently where I talked. I say I'm, I'm, I'm um, not ashamed to admit that I had a problem with it when I was younger. Um, so I imagine that that. Your, a lot, what a lot of your trepidation, Hannah, would have been to do with what you thought my reaction would probably yeah, be definitely. to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you two, have you two always been close? Not when we were younger, to be no. fair. We used to fight like cat and dog when we were living in the same house, weren't we? Yeah. But I think since I moved to uni and I moved to Manchester, Mark, Marco was already there. We just got really close over the last however many years. And so I'd that... say we're really close now. So... So you, your closeness became you became closer before you came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so obviously you've got that fear that you know what that Marco's opinion in the back. Accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it's and like, that just goes. Yeah, and it's just well, my 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 brother didn't tell me. My brother didn't tell me he was gay. He went to university. Um, sounds like university is a common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and um, I, I found out by my mum ringing me up and going, have you seen your brother's Instagram? I was like, no. And she was like, yeah, there's a picture of him and, and his partner at the time in bed here or somewhere. So I rang him up and I was like, I've got something to tell me. And he was like, I didn't want to tell you. And I was like, why would? Really? Because of the same thing. He was like, yeah, yeah. I was worried your opinion would change. And, I, mm. and I'm very close with my brother. You know, we, we, you know he's, my little he's my little baby brother. We've always been close. And I was like, as long as you're not sleeping with kids or animals, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, it's no difference to me. Um, and he was like, that's a weight off my shoulder. because because I've been, I was the last person to know. And I was really upset. Right. Like, it really, it really hurt to be the last person to know because I'm so close with him. Um, but yeah, yeah. Han, did you, obviously, you sort of came out when obviously Chloe came on the scene but did you always did you always know or was there always if was no, there always there was everyone asks me this because I was dead sporty like in my group of high school friends they were all really girly and I was like the one mad into sports I wasn't interested in boys I don't know I've never felt that way towards girls before it's only ever been guys even even when well, you maybe because I was obviously you played in Football yeah, teams, yeah. Uh, and most of your friends in those teams, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. All my friends that I hung out with were all yeah. most like ninety percent were lesbian. Um, a lot of them were together in the teams I played with, but I never because I think because I was always in a relationship, I wasn't really single that often. I was always with a guy, um, and it got to the point where I was just like, I don't care what people think anymore. And that's the one thing I think that was keeping me away from just going for it. Because everyone asks, like, I can't believe you've just gone from this to this. And, like, you've just done it. you just made that decision. Like, a lot of my friends were like, I, I don't think I could have done that and been that bold about it. But I think I just stopped giving a shit about what people think, to be fair. And I just went with the decision. Are you, are you still in contact with, like, exes, like Gabriel and stuff like that? Not so much now, but, like... I don't know, a couple of years ago, he'd, he'd text on my birthday to say happy birthday. He knew how ill mum was. He used to visit her a couple of times with me. Um, and even on like my mum's birthday, he would message and say happy birthday to your mum. And, and it was just nice. And it ended amicably, which is why I'd probably that like, carried on a little bit. Yeah. Did you ever have a conversation 
obviously because you know I have to I can only reference Gabriel because he's the only one I know but he was your long-time partner um and then obviously I don't know how long after you guys had split that you obviously started dating Chloe that must have been interesting for him mm. we so, never talked about it no we never I mean it was about it was a it, I'd say it was a couple of years between and I was with another guy just before I got with Chloe um and to be honest I didn't have that conversation with him either because I just thought it'd be so awkward for him as well as me I just I couldn't have that conversation um did you ever up until obviously Chloe and and the the football TV started before that obviously you were you were you were dating men um did you ever have feel like there was obviously something missing yeah like was no oddly no when I look back now no, it's a really weird one, right? Because people are like, oh, you're one thing or another. You like guys or you like girls. A lot of people like to label you as you're a lesbian now or you were straight then or you're, you must be bi because you still like both. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't care about the labels anymore. I was just like, I, it's weird. I don't right now class myself as a lesbian, even though on paper I should be. Because so what do you, what do you I like still, I, I don't, I don't like to put myself in any label i'm quite fluid in that i still find guys attractive but i've chosen to fall in love with chloe who happens to be a girl and that's who i've decided to spend the rest of my life with 100 and a lot of people struggle to understand that they think it has to be one or one of three boxes whereas i'm like does it and who cares if it's if it's neither of those three yeah absolutely well no it's 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 obviously you know my brother's like i said but i've got i've got gay friends and stuff um, and I've spoken to to, to my about and, and some have said it's not it's not the gender the gender mm-hmm. is relevant it's that person I've yeah yeah and the only way I can compare it to for other people to probably understand is your friendships you know you I I, I have friendships with men and women I have very close friendships with females that are beautiful ladies that I'm not attracted to mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. and it's it's you you can be have a connection with people and, and and gender is irrelevant of that connection yeah um, so yeah so that's, that's hannah, hannah do you think that's fairly common or not common so obviously you you will socialize and you play football with a lot of um um gay people mm-hmm. but do you think it's is it so i, I think it's, it's obvious that there are more fully gay people than bisexual. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do you feel like that that's changed in recent times? Because um, just for me, on the outside looking at everything that's happening, I feel like it's it's definitely become more fluid in the last ten years. Let's say. Yeah. Whereas it was either I think before it was either one or the other. You were either yeah. gay or you were straight. Yeah, um, people should be down for saying that, but I think, in gen- generally speaking, I think that's what it was like. But we, yeah. now, you, I think, like you see more and more people that, like that would classify more like yourself. Um, and... More of my friends are similar to me in that respect. Okay, like it's not necessarily the gender. It's if you fall in love with a person, it happens to be male or female. It is but what it is. Not, is she? No, so Chloe's always been gay. She's only ever been with girls before. Yeah. Um, so she's never been with guys and I think she was fairly hesitant to begin with as well because obviously she I think she thought deep down like what if I just 
after a couple of months, just think, oh, I'll go back to boys again. She was always it was a bit nervous at the yeah. Is it a phase? Because um, well, a lot of people say that girls have that phase, whether they like to admit it or not. I don't know if it's true. Um, I'm not a female, um, but you, you hear you hear lots of people saying that you know that, that w women have or women have had that part of their life where they question yeah yeah and a lot of it is at uni people just like they've got no inhibitions they're out for three years in a new city they don't really they go out a lot and they just think let's just I have fun yeah yeah you know <clears throat> um so, so that's understandable on chloe's part because obviously you know i can imagine she's seen women ladies coming into the gay scene having a dabble <laughs> I'm trying to be very diplomatic. Yeah. We like diplomatic. Just spit it out. <laughs> Just go for it. <laughs> I want to have a go. I want to be a bit. Yeah. Give it a go. It's not my yeah. scene. I'm out. Um, back to back. But then on the flip side, do, how does Chloe know that she's not? This is a question I've always wanted to ask. Mm. How do if you've never been with a man? How do you know? How do you know you're not gay? It's the same question. It's a very valid question. Yeah. Very valid. I don't. I don't well, well, that, it's not. It's not. It's. I mean, it should be really simple. Right? I don't fancy men. Yeah. Not. It's just right. the attraction. She's just not interested in guys. Fair point. All right. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we might be coming out tonight. <laughs> no, can't, I can't tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do, I do think it's the attraction. I think um, it is, because I'm, I'm... There's never been a single dude that I've ever looked at and thought... Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm admit Ryan Reynolds is a fucking good-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to whip his clothes off, do you? No, but he's still a good-looking... I can admit he's a good-looking dude. Like, yeah. If I had to be gay, I'd like... Uh, it'd be with him. It'd be about the only person that I could ever... Like, but... You know, he's definitely the man crush material. Oh, come on, Mark, you've definitely got a man crush. Ah. No, 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 there's, there's, there's been, there's men that I've always, I've, you can look at and go, fuck yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. Oh, really? Ryan Reynolds is definitely one of them guys that's like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd swap, I'd swap places and beat him any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that bald and old. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, is there many people you wouldn't swap places with? Uh, Celebrities, yeah. I mean. After your footballing talk earlier, you. <laughs> Fair <laughs> one. Uh, well, Alan, you, did you did you lose any friends, Han, um, since coming out um, or not? I, I wouldn't say I lost any, but a couple of friends that would reach out stopped, if that made sense. So, like, a couple of friends that I used to work with at Hollister um, and a couple of places after that, they just didn't where they'd normally comment on a picture or see how you're doing and checking in. I, I had less of that. And at that point, after about six months, I was like really confident with who I was. Like, it was all over social media. I didn't have an issue posting a picture with Chloe with a love heart. Like I just didn't care anymore. But you just notice less people in this group engaging with you. Mm. It might have been just because it was over time and you just stopped talking to these people. It could have been that they were like, oh, wow. She's gay. I don't think it was that malicious, but um, the majority of people, to be fair, were 
really supportive, but the majority of people that I know have a lot of lesbian friends. So your, it was, it was quite circle, easy. Have your circles of friendship circles changed dramatically because uh, of your of your your sexual preference? I don't think so, you know. I no. wouldn't say so, no. I feel um, like I'm being interrogated here. You are? I feel like I'm interrogating you. <laughs> they yeah. didn't, to be fair. But a lot of my circles stayed the same. It is funny, though. When I started working at my current work now, which was Taste Card at the time, I didn't tell anyone that I was gay straight away because I didn't want to be, like, labelled a certain way. I didn't. There was a lot of guys that worked there, a lot of good-looking guys. Um... I don't know, I, I didn't want to be like put into a box and like not be spoken to about this or that. So I just didn't tell anyone for a while. And then as I got more friends, I got more confident with people. I then started telling people I was gay and I'd get like really shocked looks. Like, oh my God, have you not told us? Da, 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 da. And now it's become so accepted. Like I can have a conversation about Chloe on the, on the office floor and not even be worried about what I'm saying. I don't even care anymore. Whereas six years ago, I was, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Have you ever been subjected to to any homophobia? I don't think I have. You know, I'm trying to think. Um, funny, funny looks, or I mean, well, when you're walking down the street and you're holding each other's hand, and you're walking past a group of kids, you often get like shouts, "Oh my god, they're gay!" Uh. And these are like young kids; these are like fourteen, fifteen year olds. Mm. It tends to be those lot that look at you a bit funny, whereas people my age and even a little bit older than me don't even like think twice. They just like smile or they don't say anything like they wouldn't have a different reaction. Um, but it's weird, like Chloe's from Shrewsbury, which is quite a it's quite white. It's middle class. It's not I wouldn't say it's got even a gay scene. So I wouldn't even hold Chloe's hand in Shrewsbury, which is mad. Not in like the town centre even now. Because I feel like we'd get stares. You'd actively make that conscious decision not to. Yeah, I just wouldn't do it. We'd walk close together, but we wouldn't really actively hold hands because you're worried that you're going to offend some older people because there's a lot more older generation there, a lot more retired people there, and you're kind of expecting a different reaction. Do you give a fuck what they think, though? I was going to say, why why do you care? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. That's that's a them problem. Yeah. So fuck them. That's, yeah. that's my opinion. But on the flip side, I don't have to. I'm not in that position, so I it's easy for me to say fuck them because I'm not the one that yeah the backlash could could come to. And I don't even think they'd be that negative, even if they did see it. But for some reason, I just like in Manchester, no problem. We'll be walking down the street, going to Town Trafford Centre. Because I feel like Manchester's already accepting place because there's a lot yeah. of gay people. There's a big gay scene. Yeah. For some reason, Shrewsbury, I just haven't got to that point yet where I don't care what people think. Would you? Would you feel uncomfortable booking a holiday? Oh my a, god! So yeah. Dubai, for example, I'd never, I'd never go there, where? and I'd have to research Dubai. I'd have to research beforehand what their stance is on like gay well, relationships because so, there's a couple of countries that are like nah. I've got See a story. What? See what I did here? Linked. <laughs> I was setting it, I was setting that route up. What route? To the map. 
Oh, <laughs> good link. I totally screwed that up. So we'll try it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, basically, uh, I've, what I was going to tell you is I was going to tell you a story. It's somebody you know, actually, Hannah, and I won't, I won't say who um, on this podcast because somebody told mm. me about this recently. Um, but they are a gay couple. They have kids. And they recently went to Egypt. Right. Do you know, do you know who this is? No. Mm. Right. So they went to Egypt, went to this hotel, and after about a day of, of them being there, the hotel came to them and said, "Oh, are you, are you gay?" And they said, "Yeah." And they said, right. "You've got to, you've got to leave." Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd never go to Egypt either. There's a handful but, of countries that are just like they're definitely. Well, it's the Muslim countries, right? The Muslim countries have the biggest problem with that. Yeah. See, this is something that that, that I I've been to Dubai, um, and I was shocked. Uh, how free Dubai actually is, how it's not as bad as people think. People think from you know um, from our side, from 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 here. Obviously, you know. Dubai I don't know, mate. I've I've seen stories of people being put to prison for touching the back yeah. of somebody in a bar. This is this this is the thing. Like Dubai, you hear the stories, and I've got friends that live in Dubai. Um, and when I was out there. Um, the friend I went to, to stay with had friends through his work and one of them was gay. Um, and I was like shocked. And he was like, mate, there's a massive gay scene out here. Really? Yeah. Massive gay scene out here. He goes, wow. but then, but then drinking is <clears throat> frowned upon. I missed my flight home because I was pissed. Like I was at bars and clubs. Well, you can drink in the, in the hotels, can't you? Yeah, but there's a massive WhatsApp community where people. It says here, I've just, I just, I just googled Dubai gay scene, and um, it, it's homosexuality is a crime in Dubai. That I think that's the biggest thing for me. The fact that it's illegal would yeah. put me off straight away from even thinking yeah, is, about Dubai. It says there is, a, there does exist an underground, an underground gay scene, mm. and yeah. it's largely ex, is expat population. Yeah, yeah, but. It's I, I, so again. I had this conversation with the guy, my friend from Dubai, talking about it because I said, you know, because I was worried about going over there because I'm an idiot. I am an idiot. I would be that guy in a club that takes his top off, um, like that sort of like. I, I just well, throws some... throws water over a shake. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more a shake, but I have <laughs> my mates on a night out, um, and and I was I said, and he was like, mate. The stories you hear are of people that have took the piss mm. and overstepped the line big time. He goes, and he goes, but it's not that. It's not what people think. It is, you know, people are walking around in shorts and T-shirts and flip-flops, beautiful women dressed mm. in what you'd wear here. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's not as bad as people think, but... Don't go walk it like you're doing in well, that's on the surface of it, because but, but opinion, opinion of what these people will think talking to you and being mm. with you is completely against. They do that because they want the Western money, they want the Western um, luxury, they want the Western tourism, they want they want all that. So yeah. they have to be on the surface liberal yeah. when. On, you scratch the surface. Like I say, it's, it's still yeah. a crime. It's yeah. still a crime to be to be gay in Dubai. Um, 
But okay, so I segued into what Martin was trying to segue into earlier, Hannah. We we brought. I, I found this map. It's from it's from a, a Pew research, and it's and it shows. I just put pop it on the screen. It shows um, what parts of the world are accepting and not accepting right. of homosexuality. And it's be interesting. Out of a hundred, um, yeah. So the scores out of a hundred. Right. Should we test see? Do a little what your percentage thinks before, because you've got the screen. Sure. Maybe ask a couple of qu couple of countries to say well, what kind of percentage. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that then. Let's 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 have a little bit of a quiz. Yeah, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're gay, Chris. Hold on. Oh wow. <laughs> I, I, I can't hear that. But I can say what was the number? Oh, it was all right. It worked. It worked. Right. Percentage of the world. We have Martin and Hannah. <laughs> okay, so. Out of a hundred, what would you say the UK is? In, so, what are you saying? A percentage? I need to say. Yeah, or... so, yeah a percentage of acceptance. Acceptance. Oh, yeah. okay. In the UK. Yeah. Now, this is just to, just before anyone jumps on this. This is the Pew Research Centre, so a, a well-respected right. source of data. Okay. Yeah. So, come on, UK. Seventy-five percent. Mine? 89. Mm. 86% is actually really? the UK. Yeah. Wow. It's actually one of the highest in the world, believe it or wow. not. Uh, do, we, do we want to say a guess where the highest in the world is? Uh, America? No. Canada. Spain? No. Sweden. 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 Wow. Sweden at 90, 94% acceptance rate. Um, and second is the Netherlands at 92%. Wow. Um, <laughs> you, are, you mentioned the US, Hannah. Yeah. The US is actually only 72%. It's actually one of the lowest in the Western world, actually. Wow. The US. The US. So I'm let me surprised at that. Let me pop it, it up on the like screen. There we go. So yeah, Egypt, Australia, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. You see where it's white? There's zero. There's <laughs> Chad. Yeah, and as you can Jesus. see, mostly no, the Muslim no. countries, the African Caribbean, countries. completely smashed out there. Yeah, Colombia, Peru, Chile. Is that Japan that's got quite high? 68, yeah. And that's the shock yeah. as well, to be honest. So, Papua New Guinea, zero. I'm surprised Russia's got any, to be honest. <laughs> 14 <laughs> is quite high for me. <laughs> yeah, I thought 14 um, was pretty high for Russia. I think what's quite interesting about this map... China. ...is that if you look at most of the Western countries, or what we would call the Western world... It is, seems to be fairly liberal, fairly accepting of um, homosexuality, whereas the rest of the world, where well, they're the dictator run, mm. um, a lot less freedom. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't accepted at all. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting. It was interesting. What I found, I found that weird that Thailand isn't on there because most of them are lady boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless I just yeah. don't want to believe it. Yeah. Uh, but the Philippines is on there, 73%. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so look, Australia, US, Canada, France, Italy, Spain, UK, Holland, Germany, most of the Western, like Usual I said, the Western suspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's where we'd probably go on holiday. It'd be Europe, this side of Europe, or it'd be America or Australia. Yeah. Where was the last place you went on holidays? A couple? Uh, Croatia, I think it was. We've been to a couple of UK holidays, obviously, since COVID. Croatia um, is... Yeah, Croatia we went. Not on the list. As in it's got zero, or is it just yeah, not on there? Yeah. Like, whether it's not on there because it's zero or not, it, but there's no... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Would you... Well, let's talk about it. Would you openly... Would you yeah, openly we were holding hands, we were openly affectionate, um, and we didn't get any stares, no issues. I mean, there was loads of tourists there. Um we went to Dubrovnik, so that's quite a tourist-heavy place. Hmm. But yeah, it was. It seemed absolutely fine. We didn't get any issues. Well, in Dubrovnik, um, brothers and sisters have sex anyway. So, <laughs> do they? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones reference. Uh, <laughs> which which episode is that? So I've just. <laughs> well, it's King's Landing, isn't it? It's filmed in Dubrovnik. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just yeah. started. I've literally just started Game of Thrones. Have you? Again. Um, yeah, you, you've literally just just started I Game of Thrones. Oh, he said again. I'm just, oh, so this is yeah. another time. I'd have been more shocked at that unless you if, than you coming out as gay tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, to be fair, called, I've not seen the full thing. Yeah, so watch called, before you say it. They're called weirdos. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So I was I've just, just started it again. To be fair. Um, yeah, just watched Bran get pushed out of the win- window because of incest with Jamie and uh, Cersei's in the tower. In the yeah, cool. <clears throat> how, how did you did, did do you think your relationship with Rachel and Robert changed when you came out? You were other two gay with Rachel. Yeah, I feel like me and Rachel got a bit closer. Um, Rachel's gay as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But again, she used to always date guys back in high school. She was really girly, so she had, you know, had a lot, did a makeup all the time, had long straight hair. Not that that makes any difference, but she was always, she was always super girly. <laughs> but but you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't think. No. Um, and it was a shock that she was gay first, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think we got a bit closer actually. And I think yeah. we're, we're closer now probably because of it as well. It was Rob that had a hard time with it initially. He couldn't get his head around it. He was like, oh, it's just a phase, it's just a phase. Um, Robert always. Yeah. 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 You, knew from a, you knew from a young age, I think. I've met yeah. Robert and you can tell from the persona and his demeanor. <laughs> um, and, and that. Has he ever dated girls? I don't think he has, has he? Mm. I don't think I don't know if he's dated girls. I know he's like been with girls every now and again, right. but I've never been introduced to a girlfriend, for example. Yeah. I've only ever been introduced to to like a boyfriend more recently. Um, but no, yeah, to be he, fair, he, 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 we definitely always knew. We yeah. never thought Rachel and Hannah no. were always like mm, could be <laughs> <laughs> on the fence. Yeah. But no, it's true. It is true. A lot of my friends that I w- grew up with, um, 
<coughs> I don't think any of them were shocked that right. I became a lesbian because they just always saw football and hair up and they just, just assumed that one day it would one happen. Day. <laughs> one day. So look, talk to us, obviously, because it's something you're, you're going through at the moment, but obviously when same-sex couples, lesbians in this instance, um, want to start a family... Talk to us about that. <coughs> I know you're you're obviously trying to go through it at the moment. Yeah. Um, talk to us about the struggles uh, with doing that because obviously you can't do it the normal way. So, are you, what are the options? Are you trying to? You literally actively, yeah. We've been trying for about a year and a half now, and it's probably been the hardest. Especially the last six months have been the hardest. Firstly, it's so expensive. Okay, so you're going down the the right route. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the more formal route. So you've got you've, route, you've got one way. version that's a bit more available to people, and they just kind of like go for it and hope for the best. Whereas the route we've gone down is on paper the highest um, the rates. Route? We go through a clinic. So I think the other route is you just find a no. I don't want to say it, like a friend that's happy to be a sperm donor, and you do get the sperm at home and you do the thing and you hope for the best, but there's sure, nothing. Basically, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. We didn't want to do that, obviously. There's other routes to go through. Um, and there's, there's, we're, there's some advantages of using a clinic. For example, using a private clinic means that you can, both of your names will be on the birth certificate. It means that you get top quality sperm donors. They're all checked. Um, it is really expensive. That's probably been the hardest bit. Um, and just you, the process is really difficult as well. It's, it's, can you talk us... I have no... Obviously, I know of the turkey-based process. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> what that is. Um, yeah. What is the process, if, it's, if, you, if you're happy to discuss So I guess, there's, I guess there's two parts. So for someone like me, who... I was, I was about 28 at the time when we first started doing the tests. How old are you now? You, 31. So there's something called IUI and there's something called IVF. You've probably heard of IVF. Um, IUI is the less invasive option. So you don't have to have the egg collection. What happens is every month when you ovulate, um, you go into the clinic a few days later and they inject you with the donor sperm at the, at the right time of ovulation and just kind of hope for the best. And the sperm and the egg needs to meet and do its thing. So we were... Almost, not pushed into that, but we were guided into that because my test results were really positive. There was nothing glaringly obvious why IUI wouldn't work. The average is that it works on like the third or fourth attempt. So we just kind of went for it and thought, rather than go straight to IVF, we'll do this first. I mean, in hindsight, it's, it's a lovely thing. We probably would have gone straight for IVF, but IUI is really emotionally tough because every month you gear yourself up for this process and you've got to do everything in your head to make it work and almost believing that you're pregnant before you are just to kind of help things and help things along the way. And that of the six goes, we were lucky four times. And the longest we got to was just before the seven week scan. And unfortunately, it didn't stick. We, we lost um, it really early on. But yeah, it's just been an absolute roller coaster emotionally. Like it's been really up and down. Add to, add to the fact that it's really expensive. Um, it's just a bit crap. You've, you've, you've basically got one chance every month for it to all align perfectly. And it's very common. It's very not common. And how, how does that compare for 
because obviously you, you're having to fund it yourself. But a, a same-sex couple, do they also have to fund it, or is it the would the NHS do that for so them? So we were told after our six fail goes, we were told to contact the NHS because for some people you can get it free. You can get IVF free with the NHS after so many goes. Now, I, I believe it's all location dependent. So in Manchester, in Greater Manchester, straight couples, I think, can do IUI three times and then they get IVF for free. Um, the case for us, where we, where we live, we would only be eligible for NHS funding after 12 failed IUIs. Wow. So that would be another, and that's 8,000 just for six. That would be another 8,000 for another six in the hope that it would work. And if that didn't work, then we'd get IVF for free. It's mad. So going back to the IUI, because I, I, I have friends that have gone down the IVF, and I know that with IVF, you pay for a certain amount of treatments. Yeah. Um, I think it's like three or four. But if you go on the first, <coughs> you've paid yeah. for treatments. Is that the same with IUI? You pay eight Pretty days. much. Yeah. So we... So we paid in three. So the first, you can pay for one individually and it's like two grand or you can buy a bundle of three for just for about four grand. So we just went for the three, then went for the other three. Um, with IVF though, it's like straight up front. So we've literally just had to pay for IVF. So and it was, going IVF now then? Yeah, yeah. So that's the next step is that we're paying for IVF. We've just paid the amount for it. We've done all the tests and blood tests. Um, and I've just actually received all my big box of hormone injections and tablets that I've got to take. It's a lot, there's a lot more to IVF, but the chances questions. are higher. I've got two questions to ask. Go on. The first one, obviously, there's two of you that <laughs> yeah. can be, that can carry the child, that can play the mum role in, in, yeah. in, in the stereotypical word of mum. <laughs> yeah. How, how was the conversation between you two about who was going to take that journey? It, to be honest, it was really easy. I think I've always wanted to carry. I've always, like, being a mum is, like, my number one goal. Like, I've always wanted to carry. Um, and I think my age we'll plays a part question. in it as well. We'll ask you that question after, like, two years of being a mum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I might change that opinion very soon. <laughs> um, and I think because I was a bit older than Chloe. Chloe's two years younger than me. So it felt like I was in a better place in my body to, to, to carry the baby. And to be fair, Chloe's still not 100% sure if she wants to carry a child. Um, so she's not made that decision yet, but I guess it's kind of lucky because I've always wanted to. So that was really easy. Some people that I know, both of them are desperate to carry the baby and it can be quite difficult yeah, for I you to pick that. which one does it. A lot yeah. of them take it in turns. Next question. When you look at the financial side of things, mm. have you never sat there and gone, fuck it, let's just go and get a donor with a turkey baster and save myself a fortune? <coughs> that must have been that must yeah. have been a fortune at some point. Yeah, I think it was after the six IUIs, um, and especially the one where we got to like seven and a half weeks because we were so happy, we'd started planning how we were going to tell people, because basically it's at seven and a half, eight weeks, that's when you get your first scan to check the heartbeat, so we literally had it booked in, we had a day to go in, it was just before Christmas, and we were like, oh, Christmas Day, we're going to surprise everyone, we had it all planned, and when we got the bad news that obviously it's, it wasn't anything anymore, I, there was a split second where I thought, do we just find someone online? There's so many like online sperm donor banks that, that you they just send you like a vial of sperm 
you pay like two grand for it so you're still like a little bit expensive um and you just try it at home but have you ever thought about just asking somebody you know no no i don't think anyone i know would be up for that anyway but i don't think i'd want that i like kind of like the fact that it's someone i've mm. never met before it's, it's it's a bit anonymous um and it makes it feel like it's more me and Chloe rather than just someone I know that's kind of always knows that we're going to have his child. Do you know what I mean? How do, uh, the, my, um, my question on that is how does that, you, and obviously you, you'll know people that have had done that mine, the, the turkey based route. How, how does that work from the father's perspective then? Like, so let's say, let's say me, I go, right, I'm going to be a donor to, <coughs> I don't know, um, Stacy over the road. Right. Um, do I still have? Do I still have? You are. You wouldn't be on the birth certificate. No, but so that's what I'm saying. So, so what happens, right? If in ten years' time, Stacy decides she wants to be straight, and she wants me to pay for the baby, is that a thing or not? Well, legally, you're still right? the father. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there'd probably be some sort of. T I, I, I can. I, I mean, if you're not on the birth certificate, you don't have to pay. Because you're not on the, if I'm right, because you're not named on the burst of it. Is that right? I don't know. I'm just shit now. I don't know. I don't know if there's some form of like agreement you would sign between you all that you you didn't. You have to pay CSA if not on burst certificate UK. If an unwed father is not listed on the birth certificate, he has no legal rights to the child. This includes no obligation to paying child support and no rights to visitation, to custody or child support. If no father is listed on the birth certificate, the mother has sole legal rights and responsibility of the child. I got the same screen yeah. up there. Say again. I got the same screen up there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So if you obviously they wouldn't put you on the birth certificate. Mm. So you waive your rights to that child. But then I'm assuming at some but then I'm assuming you could fight to go on further down. You can fight and go through the courts. Um I think it would it would be a, you know because there are there are women out there um that don't put dads on the birth certificate. <laughs> whole separate podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and 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 and, and you know and, and there are fathers have to fight for the right to mm -hmm. change that. And that's when DNA tests and all that sort of stuff come in. Um, yeah, maybe. To be fair, with I IVF, they changed the law like two years ago. So if the kid, when they turn 18, wants to know who the dad is, they can. Which a lot of people are like, really? But yeah, they can, they can know who the dad is by law. Imagine that. Imagine going into a 20 years ago. And knocking one out and giving them the little <laughs> vial of thing. And 20 years later, some someone rocks up. The door I know. Like, Dad! Well, that's, so, obviously, you're going through IVF. Yeah. That could be a scenario that could happen to you. Yeah. So, so we got asked by the councillor, how would we feel if that actually happened? And it, that was probably the toughest question because we, we don't know until you know. You would yeah. hope that if you raise the child well enough for those 18 years... It wouldn't ever long for its father or, or even think that it's his father because it's just a sperm donor, if that makes sense. It's a really weird one right. to... Let's fast, forward. Let's fast forward 10 years. 
IVF is successful round one, touching wood, that's the case. Mm-hmm. And you have it. And would you would you have a discussion? Have you and Chloe discussed? Are you going to explain to the, to your child that they are a result of IVF? Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, we got asked that same question as well. Mum. Yeah, yeah, we got asked that exact same question from the counsellor, and she was a lot of people struggled telling kids the truth, and they don't know at what age to start being open and honest about how they came into the world. Yeah. Um, but no, we'd, we'd, we'd be open about it. Of course they will. We'd, yeah. we'd definitely be open about it, but it just, it'd be different depending on how old they are and well, how much you want to tell them. Concern on how other kids would treat your kid. Obviously, I think it's harder. I think it's harder. Like at primary school, I can only imagine. When I was in primary school, I don't remember ever there being a a, a kid with two, uh, two mums or two dads. I never saw yeah. it. Um, I imagine now ki- more kids are seeing it because there's a hell of a lot of mums and dads. Um, but that is a worry. It is a worry, I think, when the kids are a bit older, like how will kids react? But I'm hoping by the time we have a kid and they get to primary age, high school age, that it becomes even more accepting than it is today, which I think it's definitely improving, but it's still got a way to go, I think. See, I, the thing that I like, that I, I think that I, the thing that I see with it, obviously, my brother is gay. My, I have two children. I have a seven-year-old and a nine next week. Um, and they've grown up with a gay uncle. So to them, it is nothing. Mm. It is water. Yeah. They have no questions. And and I can only put that into my childhood. When I was younger, I grew up with uh, a disabled uncle. Um, he had spider bifida. So for me, disability mm. was never a problem. I was very understanding and open to uh, and stuff. And so I, I, you know, I, I I certainly hope that as time goes forwards, that people are more understanding and accepting and children learn that way through being part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to look at TV, right? TV is often a reflection of society. Yeah. And I remember being 16, you would never see two people kissing on telly. Two, sorry, two men or two women. No, no. Kissing on telly. I remember when Queer as Folk came out and everyone was like, what? I, was the- just- <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is was a programme that came out. It was like Hollyoaks, but gay. Ah, right. You watch Queer as Folk? Never heard of it. it, it it's not, do you know Charlie Hunnam? Do you know Charlie Hunnam? No. I probably do by looking at him, but not the name. um, Green Street. Ah, the guy's in Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that. That was his first programme. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in that. I remember... But even that was, uh, 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 but I think when that came out, there was still a period where that was on and then it stopped. And I think there was still a period where it wasn't, it still wasn't seen as much as it is now. It's on like every soap now. There's always like a token gay relationship. And even like, I don't know, interviews on telly these days. It's so openly talked about now on TV. Black dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, there is still that, but <laughs> could you imagine the scary movie nowadays? From the token black guy to the token, the token gay guy, or well, the black guy used to always get killed first, so it's just yeah. going to be. Uh... <laughs> but, no. 
but yeah, do, so do, do you do you think it's much better now, Hannah, than it, than it than it was? Do you experience life better? Do you think now than people would have done twenty years ago? I yeah, definitely. Oh. I don't know if if I was this age twenty years ago, if that makes sense, whether it would have been this easy. Because mm. it, to be fair, based on a lot of stories that other people have, my journey or whatever you call it has been pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, but I think that's just because people talk about it more. You see it more. You hear about it more. There's always someone gay that you come into contact with on a daily basis, I'd say, whether that's at work or on TV. Do you know what I mean? So Your journeys for, obviously, you guys have Robert, who is openly gay and always been gay. Yeah. Rachel. Would you say that they would say the same thing? Obviously, you feel like you've had quite, quite. Uh, I'm going to word this quite an easy ride mm-hmm. in 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 the in the journey of a gay person. You would you say yours has been quite plain sailing? Yeah. 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 Would you say that Rachel and Robert could say the same same? I don't know, you know. I think Robert found it tough because he was still in Grantham at the time. Small town. Small town. That's where yeah. I am now. That's where right. I am. Right. So that's how I know Robert from Fruit. Yeah. From, from <coughs> I, know I think when he moved to Manchester, it was he became more himself because yeah. it was more accepted. I, I remember I used, to, I used to have a shop um, and Robert would, could, would come in and chat to him. And I, and I know that I, I'm sure I remember rightly that he got beaten up once. Yeah, yeah. Brutally beaten yeah. up for being gay. Yeah. Um, and then, then I, you know, he was, he was on my social media. And then I saw him go to Manchester, and that's when he flourished. Mm-hmm. When it, that, so when that happened, I went to pick him up. I picked him up and moved. We moved into Manchester. Yeah. Really. He stayed, and he stayed with me for a, a month or two. Yeah. Instead of my, so I had a one-bedroom apartment. He's on my sofa for a bit until mm-hmm. he managed to find somewhere to live. Um, yeah, so because I know my brother, from my understanding, has had it quite easy as such. And there, you know, they live, him and his partner live together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Andrew, like I said, Andrew's part of the family. He is, you know, we absolutely adore him and um, keep I, making jokes. I think that's that. a lot to do with the family that you, because Chloe's family are just as. Were just as accepting. Had her family been less so, it would have been a much harder struggle for me, I think. But literally, like they couldn't have welcomed me more. They they almost treat me like their third daughter because Chloe's also got another sister. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's been easy for me because the family that I became part of accepted me with open arms. Um, and a lot of people, that's not the case. A lot yeah. of people are shunned away. They're. I don't, I don't think Andrew's family are fully knowledgeable in parts it's not openly a conversation we've had mm. but i'm sure i'll find that out now yeah i'm sure yeah. i'm sure there's parts of his family that don't <coughs> um and, and that so yeah it's it must be tough do, do, you, um, do you, on. no i was just going to say on sort of same on obviously the law changed, you know. We we just talking. We took a uh, talking about last twenty years. Obviously, the law changed in terms of same sex marriage mm. and allowing that. Obviously, there are some churches that won't allow yeah. 
same-sex marriages. Discretionary at churches, I think, at the moment. Yeah, what's your, what's your view on that? <laughs> I was buzzing when it happened, don't get me wrong, and you started to see the movement across different countries. And for me, be, being married is Are a really important thing. No, no, I, we're at the moment looking at wedding venues and we want to get married in the next couple of years. We're engaged at the moment. Can we do a um, podcast live from your wedding? You are. <laughs> Can we do a podcast live from your wedding? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Um, but we definitely do want to get married. And the fact that you can legally now get married as a same-sex couple is huge. It's still mad that there's some parts of the world that you that, that isn't a possibility. Um but it is huge for us. I mean, we're not necessarily bothered about getting married in a church. And to be fair, I don't think myself or Chloe are that keen to get married in a church because a church still, to me, feels very traditional, man, woman. You know, it just doesn't feel like the, the most accommodating place for two girls to be getting married, which is why we would choose a place like, at the moment, we're looking at different converted barns, which have like a civil ceremony room. And that feels more us because you're not kind of forcing it on a church that still might not be... 100% up for it. Do you know what I mean? We just don't want that conversation. Um, but no, it's definitely a step in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, te Texas still has places where you can be re refused service for being Really? Gay. Yeah, but Texas is a backwards. Yeah, Texas is bad for all I will, sorts, not have, I will not have you talking bad about my future home of... Oh, please. You're not moving to Texas. <laughs> you can piss off there. We won't miss you. <laughs> I won't visit. I won't be able to. <laughs> no. You can. You just don't have to bring your. your feet I can't do there. anything. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, have your hair down, act good. <laughs> Hannah, has has there been any any frustrations that you felt since coming out, or uh, when the way, like I say, um, been treated differently, or is there anything that you've really struggled with about coming out, of, other than? telling obviously family i think i think the only not really the child situation obviously I th that's one of the hardest things at the moment because it's it would have been so easy as a straight couple just to we know straight couples that are trying and after a few months of trying they've got their great news and all our friends are at the same age now where they're all trying chloe's family uh friends are the same a couple of them got pregnant this year and a couple of my friends have got pregnant this year and you see it all around all these straight couples getting pregnant and you just feel like oh my god this is going to take us forever it's it's really this that's probably the hardest thing because you know it's going to happen but you just don't know when and you'd have to just be really patient with it um outside of that no it was mostly at the start of my journey mm. and not being able to tell mum before she passed was probably the 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 biggest uh, challenge that I had at the time. How do you think she would have reacted to it? I don't know. I think she would have struggled. It's I, a weird I, one, I, I think, because... Say, I, I honestly think the same. I think she would have really struggled. Like, I don't know how close you guys were to your mum. I mean, yeah. I was ridiculously close with mum. She, she, she was the golden I, child. I knew you were going to say this. But, I, but that was sounding really cocky, though, but I was... <laughs> I was, and mum, like, had a plan laid out for me. She was like, Hannah's going to be the one that excels in school. She needs to go to university and get a degree. Like, all these things that she had in her mind for me, I, I just did because I just wanted to make her happy, and I went to uni for her. And I don't know, if I'd have told her that I was 
gay or seen a girl, I think it, she would have really struggled to come to terms with it. I think your relationship would have... And that's why... Well, it's difficult because at the the last couple of years of her life, she was non-verbal, so she couldn't speak. Yeah. So you couldn't... I could have said it, but I would have never known how she reacted to it. So that's why I never said anything because I didn't want... I just didn't want her to feel really bad about it when she didn't need to think about that. How... Obviously, I know Mark has mentioned about the situation with your mum and stuff and, and her illness. Prior to, I don't know the timelines of your mum's illness and, and your um, change of preference. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, when you flipped and just jumped, <laughs> jumped teams. Was, was, with your mum's non-verbal, was, it, was that a chunk of the way into your relationship with Chloe or no was it, it so, quite was there a time like when you started dating that's a bit weird it you and Chloe have, have started dating could you have told your mum that moment and would you have been able to have a conversation with her no. no so by the time me and Chloe had started seeing each other seriously our mum didn't speak she couldn't really move or anything so she, we wouldn't have been able to have a conversation but it's weird though because I never told her while she was alive but as soon as she'd passed you know when you get to see I don't want it to sound really morbid but where you get to see her the day before the funeral in like the open casket we kind of all went in on our own to say like our last few words and I came out to her there yeah and I just felt like I had to I felt like I had to you say it. yeah I felt like I had to say to her look this is me I'm happy I know that you just want me to be happy um yeah, it was, it was a really surreal moment, but I only felt comfortable telling her then, and I never felt comfortable telling her before then. Do you... You'll get to see her again, mate. You are? You'll get to see her again. <laughs> Do you feel like... Obviously, we're talking about frustrations. Mm. If you could have a rerun, a redo, mm -hmm. your whole life, would you... Would you think? Would, do you think you would have? And and you, if you could do a rerun of your life, but you know yep. where you are in your journey now. Yeah. Would you have been? Would you have come out earlier and experimented, or looked and gone down that, taken that path earlier, or do you think? No. With the route that you've gone through, and that's where that's how you are where, you're, where you are. Because I was with a guy in a serious relationship when mum could speak, because she met Gabriel a couple of times, he came to visit her, visit her in, in a care home for a few times. Yeah, the guy that Mark actually liked, that he didn't, that he forgot about. Um, she, he came to visit her and she spoke to him and um, so she knew him. And at the time I wasn't thinking of anything other than I wanted to be with this guy for the rest of my life because that's what I thought it was gonna be. So it was only really after a couple of years after that where I got with Chloe um and mum had just deteriorated so it, it it was weird timing I think um but I don't know how confident I would have been had she still been able to speak and have a proper conversation with me for me just to have said by the way I'm with a girl now I don't know I don't know if I could have ever had that conversation which is mad because I think well what would have happened to me and Chloe yeah. if she had never passed yeah. do you know what I mean yeah um I just couldn't ever imagine having that conversation with her well, that would have been, I can imagine, I mean, you've got this close relationship with your mum, you're concerned, and, 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 and if, if, you know, if this, this was a situation where she could have had the conversation with you, mm. that's put pressure on you and Chloe. Mm. Like, 
Um, so yeah, so I can imagine that being. Yeah, because you, I guess you see in, in many instances where the parents aren't happy. Yeah. And that can cause, I don't know if, if, if it would ever cause a problem as, in, as much as it would split them up, but it would certainly cause a problem in some instances in the relationship with it their parents. You, you see parents completely ostracise their children yeah. uh, and disown them for their choice. For, for yeah, I say choice, that's not even the right word to use, because it's not a choice, because they have comfortably accepted who they are and, 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 and their preference. Would you be cool with your children being gay, Martin? Absolutely. 100%. Like I said, as long as they don't fuck kids or animals, I'm going to fucking eat. <laughs> I really don't care. End of the day, what, uh, as, long as, as long as they're... Like I said to my brother, as long as you're happy mm -hmm. and you are comfortable as, with who you are, yeah, I am happy. I, I You know, I've met both... He's had... He's had Two relationships. I met both of them, and I was accepting. You know, I, I make I made gay jokes to my brother when he was little, and I still make them now. Um, you know, just 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 that's just the older brother ribbing that you do. Um, but I, I'd have no problem with it. I'd have no problem with my children if they were if both girls if they came out and they said they were lesbian. Crack on. That's your choice. Um, yeah. What about you, Marco? Yeah, see, this is where, see, this is where. <laughs> we talked ages ago about your, um, about Nala coming home with his nails. Mm, so uh, this, is, this, oh, is my, yeah. this, this is my honest take on it. I would rather he wasn't. Um, and it isn't really for any other reason. So like growing up coloured, right? It's hard. It's hard. Right. You, it you all know, Hannah. Like you're, you know, the some of the stigmas and the looks and the way that people treat you growing up as a person who isn't white in this country is a challenge, mm -hmm. right? Now Leo won't have that challenge because he's white. My little boy's white, but I can I appreciate and understand the, the same. Not that I'm, I'm not equating the set being black to being gay, but it's a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's harder. It's, it's much harder. So would yeah. as a parent, do I want him to have the same struggles growing up? No. Like so and it 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 is like put it this way, is life more difficult for gay I think it's easier for women, but for gay I men I think it's harder for gay men. In this country, yeah. is it is life more difficult or easier for gay men than straight men? It's much easier as a as a straight you man. Know what? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I completely I when you see two women kissing, men don't frown upon it, and mm. women don't frown upon it. Mm. When you see two yeah. women kissing, men can feel uncomfortable by it. So I can understand that perception. I think I think the better question to ask you is not do you want would you, how would you feel? You would obviously accept Nardo. You'd have no problem with your relationship wouldn't change with Nardo or anything like that. No, he's he's my own. He's my one and only. So yeah. that's all I've got, right? But it isn't my preference. That's yeah. just the truth. I, yeah. To be fair, I, I personally, I you know, on that side, of it, I would, I, I would like my children. Well, then actually, my girls can have children. Um, so it's irrelevant, really, because obviously, I want my children to have children. Yeah. 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 I experience. Yeah. You know, my children. And, and that's it for, for me like i'm carly doesn't want any more kids so i've got one shot 
right so one shot at the traditional grandkids the marriage the work you know the, the daughter I, I want all i do want all that yeah, yeah. um and i've got enough there's no go there's no do-over so like we've got this <laughs> yeah. one chance but yeah and i suppose the difference the difference thankfully in your situation hannah is that you can have a child mm. that child will have your genetics yeah unfortunately not chloe's um so but it's an option though that's that's i guess the the advantage of um or i guess the less challenging part of two girls being together is that there's there's procedures with ivf that have just my eggs and it would have my dna and i would carry or there's also procedures where if my eggs were a problem i could then have chloe's eggs and i could still carry the baby but it would have chloe's dna and all that so I feel like girls have more options yeah, to be sure. able to have their own family. Whereas yeah, with guys, it's very limited. You've got a surrogate option. Again, that's very expensive and it can be quite a difficult journey for a lot of guys that want a family. Hmm. I had, I have um, gay couple friends from Jersey and they adopted, they went down the adoption route. Um, and, 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 you know, and they, they thankfully adopted a, a, some, a, a child that was very young and stuff. So mm. they got uh, experience. But I want, I want my girls to have what I've had, that mm. bond, that connection. And, you know, I have two little girls that your life changes and you'll find this out. You will find this out. And Marco, you know, can, will, will, will attest to it. Like, your life changes, your perception on everything changes. The moment that little bundle's put in your hands, mm. well, you, you look mm. at the world so differently. Everything is just different in an amazing way. Um, I mean, today I could have throttled a pair of them, <laughs> but I wouldn't change them for the world. Um, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, 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 it's like you say, Marco, in your sense, you, you want, you know, I can understand that side of things. Yeah. Well, look, guys, that's uh, coming. That's the end of the podcast. Hannah, and here's that big reveal. Marco, tell the news. No. What was that? I just wondered if you were going to do the big reveal about you coming out now. <laughs> no, that, that, that also bolted, mate. That. <laughs> I'm sure Michael Barrymore said that at one point. Yeah, never. There's a tip for you never party with Barrymore. <laughs> well, didn't someone end up dead? <laughs> In a pool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. But he didn't do it. It wasn't him. So. No. Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. Anyway, don't know how we got to that. On that note. Appreciate you coming on, Anna. Um, talking to us about this. We we do like to. Obviously, the podcast is nobody cares about dad. It is predominantly a man's podcast, but we have done different topics. We've done ones about cheating. We've done mixed couples. Obviously, now we talked about being gay. So we do want to talk about. It's a diverse different... podcast. Mm-hmm. Diverse. Like yeah, we want to. But look, it's two dads talking to an openly gay lady about about things we have different opinions we have our opinions on it um it's uh, but it's nice to, it's it's good it's good to talk to uh, and and hear it from the other side of the fence you know we're not gay and we're not female so we can't have an opinion on it really. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. thanks for having me on no worries oh, no, it's been a pleasure peace nice one bye guys